This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome, Renegade Nation. Chris Tinney. This is Up Close with Chris Tinney, and I am glad to join the crew here from Las Vegas, Nevada, broadcasting worldwide on the internet. Yes, I've moved. I am now part of the Renegade Nation. Five million listeners since they started. I wanted to be part of this, be one of the founding hosts. So let's get ready. Let's talk to some of the thought leaders, the social activists, the people that are making a difference in the world today and help shaping tomorrow. Let's get on it. We're live. We're up here, Renegade Nation. Welcome. I can't believe they let me on the air in this place. We'll see if I make it through the show, through the series, but I am really excited to be part of this. Those of you that follow from Voice America, the Tantalk Radio Network, I'm excited that you've joined me here or anywhere on this small planet that you happen to be tuning in. Again, my name is Chris Tinney, and this is Up Close with Chris Tinney. Today, we are going to be getting up close with Scott C. Miller. He's the president, founder, and CEO of one of the most awesome nonprofits I've seen ever. I, I don't say that lightly. I actually got involved. You want to know what I've been doing the last couple of years? I found I was feeding the homeless out on the streets with my wife and some volunteers with Spread Peace USA. And somebody handed me a book and said, will you be an ally? Be my ally? And I said, what's an ally? So I read this book and I realized, oh my gosh, there are people that actually know how to end poverty. Now, I, I know that sounds like, like a big statement, but they're doing it every day. There are chapters of Circles USA across North America that are working with what they call circle leaders. These are the people that are leading themselves out of poverty with the support of allies and chapters and, and the resources of the national chapter Circles USA. And I wanted to have him on my first radio show when I was out here. I believe I was on um, in Las Vegas. I'm not going to put their call letters. Forget that. Let them get their own advertising. <laughs> but I had him on my first show. And uh, it, guess what? I come over to the new network. This is almost a uh, Scott. You're on the phone with us. I think we're almost two years to the uh, within a month or two of the two years of the last radio interview we did. I think you're right about that. Well, thank you, Scott, for joining us today. I want to uh, introduce you to everybody. Not only are you a good friend of mine, I've gotten to see you as what you're doing in the world and be intimately involved as an ambassador with Circles USA. And uh, I have found it very rewarding to see what's happening. So maybe you can just start out by sharing for those new listeners, what is Circles USA and, and what your mission is? Yeah, well, I want to give you a shout out, Chris. You've been an amazing partner over these last couple of years. In our last interview uh, two years ago, we really just uh, were getting to know each other and the Circles work. Uh, you were just getting to know that. And you've become such an integral part of the national team and moving our agenda forward, which is what we're going to be talking about today. Well, thank you so the much, mission, Yeah. Uh, the mission of Circles USA is to uh, inspire and equip communities as well as families to end poverty. One of the things we've been uh, on for now two decades is this idea that the country can and it should end its poverty. There's really... In this country, there's really no need for it. And and actually, we have all the ideas that are necessary, I believe, to be able to end it. So it's a leadership issue. 
it's the it's a timing issue. And I think the time is now. I think the country is nearing a place where it's becoming more commonplace to think about the fact that poverty is a really bad habit. It's a habit that our communities have uh, gotten into and our nation's gotten into, and it doesn't need to be this way anymore. So we, uh, what Circles is, for those that have never heard about it, we basically set up a group of uh, typically individuals and families, about 20 to 25 in a full group, who support each other every week in working their plans to get out of poverty. There's five steps to this. People come to us and they say, all right, I've had enough. You know, I just simply am ready to change. And we bring them into this group process. And the second step is they um, they set goals. So how, how much money do you have to make every month in order to make ends meet and then have some to put towards the future? Then their third uh, step is to really expand their circle. We bring in we bring in volunteers from middle and upper income backgrounds to work with families who are coming out of poverty for at least 18 months as life coaches and supporters. And they support people in their plans. So if people say, well, I have to move my income from, you know, a thousand a month to 3000 a month or 4,000 a month, then these volunteers known as allies bond with these families to make that happen. And then, you know, the next step is once you've expanded your circle, you have to work your plan. So what's this plan going to look like? How do you make more money? Do you have to go back to school? Got to get more training? Are you going to have to, um, uh, you know, make sure that your uh, health care, your health care planning and your transportation stuff is in place? What all is needed so that you can make more money? And then finally, we ask everyone to give back, pay it forward, support other people. And it's interesting when people really start feeling like they're making a difference for others, they're, uh, they meet their goals more quickly. Interesting phenomenon. So those five steps are the guts of circles. And we do this in right now about 80 different communities across the country and up in Canada. And our overall, overall objective is to bring this now into 300 places, which we think begins a tipping point of intention around getting communities to commit to the beginning of the end of poverty. Well, Scott, I think when people go to circlesusa.org, the first thing that they're going to notice when they watch that really cool two-minute video that's on the homepage right there at the top is that kind of the light bulb goes on and they say, wow, this really works. And and you're not just getting people to out of poverty, you're getting them to 200% of the federal poverty guidelines. And and that's what I also think is really cool, that you're, you're taking on the big task. I guess everybody should be asking themselves, then why aren't we doing, why aren't we ending poverty? What, what is it that you see uh, systemically or, or otherwise that, that is stopping us from actually beginning the end of poverty in, in America? Because I know that's what the board has mandated you to, to do a significant reduction that they believe could begin that end. Could you speak to that? Sure. Well, systems are, held in place by belief. And there is a strong belief in this culture, uh, United States culture, that the poor will always be with us. That that notion um, tends to drive people's... I mean, it sets limits up, doesn't it? It basically says, okay, there's only so much we can do about this poverty. And probably um, if you could just break that down into two different uh, groups, you have some people that believe that 
the only way that people are going to get out of poverty is uh, by pulling themselves up by their bootstraps. And you have another group of people that believe that we have to change systems for this to happen. Circles believes that both are necessary. It's why we're uh, a colleague and I are just finishing up a book, which will be released soon, called Bootstraps and Benefits, What Conservatives and Liberals Know About Poverty and What We Can Learn. And in that book, our premise is that we have to have community dialogues now that are pretty sophisticated about bringing everybody from different camps under the tent and say, listen, we, you know, we want to let's reduce the poverty rate by 10 percent over the next decade and see where that takes us to do that. People have to get to 200 percent of the federal poverty level. That for a family of three is about 40,000 a year. So they have to set their sights on uh, at least that kind of money. And a community has to say, do we have that many jobs available? What's our latest thinking about economic development? Are our educational institutions understanding this emerging economy? Do our government programs coddle people in poverty, manage poverty, or actually help people get out? Do our human service programs get paid to get people out of poverty? You know, and are our charities and our philanthropic organizations holding their grantees accountable to coming up with long-term plans. This is why we're, you know, all sectors are holding poverty in place because their goals are not on getting people all the way out of poverty. But if they were focused on that, a lot of a lot of these systems would change, and we'd start seeing a reduction of poverty. Well, I, you know, I, I read the blog at circlesusa.org and I invite everybody to follow Circles USA on Facebook because, you know, a lot of your thoughts and videos and things you're putting out there. We're uh, talking to the CEO and founder of Circles USA, and uh, he's the author of Until It's Gone. That's the book I read that got me off the streets and made me think about uh, having a bigger impact in the world. He's also the author of The Circle Story. You can get that on Amazon or from circlesusa.org. And the upcoming book, Bootstraps and Benefits, that he's co-authored. We're going to come back from the break, and we're going to talk about how you can get involved, the things you can do in your community to bring Circles there, and how Circles has some initiatives that are going to be going nationwide. We'll be right back after this break. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome back, Renegade Nation. This is Chris Tinney. You're listening to Up Close with Chris Tinney, our guest today, the CEO and founder of Circles USA. You can find more more about them at circlesusa.org. He's also the author of Until It's Gone, The Circles Story, and his upcoming book, Bootstraps and Benefits, a conversation. Well, you know what? I'm going to let him talk to you. Scott, tell us more about Bootstraps and Benefits and, and, and how that book came about. Well, I was speaking at the Midwestern uh, Governors Association conference, and I was approached afterwards by a woman that had been involved with circles for the last 10 years in her town in Kansas. And her comment to me was, I think you're a liberal with a conservative accent. And I just laughed and laughed at that. And I thought, that is such a hilarious perspective. I'd never thought about that. But it's true. I, I mean, I have a business degree. I think like business people, I, I think about the cost not only to people's, um, you know, lives and the, and the emotional and the social cost of things, but I also pay attention to what it costs just to do business. And it takes bajillions of dollars to manage poverty. In one of, there was a study that came out in 2007. I think it's the last really study I've seen on economic impact. But uh, the study from the Center for American Progress said that, that when you look at um, the total cost to 
the United States for raising a child in poverty, when they become adults, that whole total cost is uh, about $500 billion a year. And I just took, the, you know, I did the math and said, well, we had 12.7 million children in poverty in 2007. So not interrupting their poverty when they become adults, it's uh, $500 billion. That means that every child is, uh, it'll take about 38000 plus a year to manage the fallout of having this child be raised in poverty. And they were just looking at three cost centers, you know, um, crime, uh, worker productivity, and healthcare costs. And the number has obviously grown since then. It's, it costs even more now. But I just thought, man, if you have two children in a family, that's about $75,000 a year of social fallout costs that we're going to pay for not doing something about this, let alone the awfulness of just having to be raised in poverty. That, you know how challenging that is on everybody. So I, I've been telling people, what would the cost? You know, if you were, if you wanted to reduce the poverty rate and reduce the social cost, if you're a bootstrappers person, you might say, well, people have to, you know, set goals and they got to put uh, nose to the grindstone and make it happen. And I say, yeah, you're right. Uh, but then, you know, when you talk to people that are believing that the benefits need to be improved and we have to have better supports for people, I say, yeah, these systems need to be incentivized. You know, Chris, as you know, that the uh, cliff effect is this problem that is in our policies with all of these programs that we're supporting people. So if they're on food stamps and they have HUD uh, housing assistance and they've got uh, Medicaid or child care assistance or, you know, cash assistance, the TANF program, the Temporary Assistance and Needed Families program, if they're getting those those assistance programs, they are going to, uh, at some point, hit this cliff where they make one more dollar an hour and maybe lose $5 an hour of support. It's, it's, disincentivized, it's disincentivized. And the worst thing is you can't even figure it out because nobody has a calculator to help you understand what, what does my support system look like, what is my uh, total amount of money to work with here look like if I take this raise or more hours or this better job. So we built this calculator with volunteers, thousands and thousands of hours that can now pretty much forecast where people are heading. And so as a business, uh, a guy from a business school, I look at this and say, I wonder how many hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars we waste in this country every year because nobody did the calculus on figuring out how to prorate these programs. You know, I make a buck, I lose a buck. But if I make a buck and lose five, why would I take? It creates this huge phantom workforce. So, you know, from the bootstraps mentality, I'm saying you want to make sure that these systems are pro-rated and that they are incentivizing people. So as they leave the programs and go into the workforce, it's not a huge financial risk to do so. Otherwise, we create a phantom workforce, people that would work, could work, should work, and aren't going to work. And that really hurts uh, economic development uh, prospects. So I definitely see the world in terms of, um, I think, how conservatives view it. I hate wasting money, and I hate the fact that we're wasting money on managing poverty rather than alleviating it. And I also think, you know, from a, a benefits point of view, that it's uh, immoral to let people suffer in poverty needlessly in this country. There's so much wealth. There's an enormous amount of wealth. And 
we have plenty of money to make sure that everyone's got their basic needs met. And if we build incentives and if we have clear pathways to good jobs, people will take those pathways for the most part. If they know it, if they know how to take the pathway and can think that they can accomplish it, they will go on it and they will join the workforce. So, so to me, you have to look at this from both sides of the bootstraps and benefits uh, continuum and make sure you have strategies that make sense for both of these things to be happening. Well, let's talk about those strategies for a minute, Scott. I, it, it blows my mind as you explain this, that the cliff effect that people could, you know, get another 50 cents an hour and, and lose, you know, half their benefits and not even know that it was coming and that we should smooth that out. I don't think there's anybody that would say that's not right. I know there's not anybody that would say they want to waste money. Um, what needs well, to happen it, for us to actually, you know, take the steps that, that you know, circles and, and the new book, Bootstraps and Benefits, outlines, you know, what are those things that we can agree on that we could actually get done? Well, I do know that politically, uh, we just tested this out in New Mexico. Uh, here in New Mexico, we went to the legislature last year, and I testified with some other experts about um, why it's important to deal with the cliff effect. And we had a unanimous uh, decision by both houses, both sides of the aisle, to uh, do in a memorial, which officially uh, commits the legislature and the state agencies to a study on the cliff effect and the impact of it and what can be done about it. There was nobody that said, oh, we don't need to address this. Wow. So, you know, that that for sure is something that everybody can agree on, no matter what uh, political uh, persuasion you have. And then a second thing we can all agree on is that people will do better in a group. If you are with, when you look at our results, you can tell that when you put people in a room every week and say, we're all about trying to figure out how to make more money, people make more money. That's why our results continue to climb every, you know, every time you take a look at our reports, every six months, people are um, making these dramatic increases in their income steadily over time. The more you're in circles, the more money you start making. And, that is the same with losing weight, quitting drinking, you know, all these difficult things in life are done more easily. Even, uh, I think the reason that people, um, you know, have uh, a faith uh, institution every week that they go to is because it takes about six or seven days to forget everything. So, you know, if we can if we can go to our church every seven days and we can go to circles every seven days, you know, that that helps people remember what they're trying to change, how they're trying to be. Um, I think that we can also agree that um, the fastest way to make more money is to hang around people that make more money. It's even faster than going back to school. So the networking that we do with the allies, it's called bridging social capital. That bridging capital is very, very critical. Anyone, anyone listening on the, this show right now, if you wanted to make more money within the next year, your first step should be to hang out with people that make more money. Get to know them, see how they think, get involved with their networks, and opportunities will start to happen. Wow, that's so true. So I think we all agree on that strat on those strategies, yeah. for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to take one more break here, and then we're going to come back and finish up speaking with Scott C. Miller, the CEO and founder of CirclesUSA.org. We want to thank you for joining us today. And thank you for joining us on Up Close with Chris Tenney. We'll be right back. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome back, Renegade Nation. This is Chris Tenney, and you're listening to Up Close with Scott Miller, the CEO and founder of 
circlesusa.org. Changed my life. I don't mean that in a small way. Out sharing food with our homeless friends with my wife. And uh, someone came up and handed me his first book until it's gone. And I read that book and I realized that there are people that are actually helping other people support themselves out of poverty. In short, there are people that actually know how to begin the end of poverty. And it blew my mind. So I invited him on my radio show uh, for the first time two years ago, almost two years ago, I think almost to this month, within 30 days either way. And uh, boy, I got involved with Circles, became an ambassador. You can't, you take me anywhere and I'm going to be telling people that, hey, there are people that have a solution. There are heroes. There are heroes on the ground in cities all across North America that every day are knocking it out. Every day they're a volunteer at Circles as an ally. Every day they're a circle leader uh, taking action to, to lift themselves and their families out of poverty. There are heroes at the chapters that are, are making their lives work to, to help people. And guess what? You and I and, and these communities that, that can begin to thrive are the beneficiaries of that. We all are. And that's why I'm so grateful, Scott, to you and the organization you founded uh, nearly 20 years ago, uh, Circles USA, because of the real and measurable difference that it's that it's making in the world. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, maybe you can share with us a little bit about some of those heroes and, and the, the upcoming campaign that you have and, and how we might be able to get involved. I realized earlier this year that I've been uh, traveling all over North America uh, talking to people about circles, helping to launch these programs. And it never really occurred to me that I was inviting people onto a hero's journey until I read some of Joseph Campbell's work from um, the 80s and 90s. He was brilliant. And he uh, he's actually the, the guy that um, uh, George Lucas used to finish out the Star Wars story. And George Lucas was a big fan of Joseph Campbell. And I realized we're all on this hero's journey, but particularly with circles, people come in and they're going to help themselves get out of poverty and help their kids get out of poverty. It's a big deal. It's a major change in people's lives. And then we have these allies who come in and they get vulnerable by getting to know families and really challenging their own thinking about poverty and what the cause of it is. And, um, and we're taking on these community problems that are causing more and more poverty. So, it really is, I really am asking people to become heroes, and I realize there are now thousands and thousands of us that are these everyday heroes, and we created this new campaign called the Everyday Heroes uh, Campaign to raise funds to be able to uh, do a couple of things that I think will really make a big difference in our ability to spread circles. One is we need to raise money to put our program on video and make it online so that more and more people that can't afford to staff up circles or can't afford uh, to be part of it, you know, they're, they're in a part of the country where there isn't a circles chapter, could start to do this work and get quite a bit more support from online videos that would help the group move through a meeting in the evening and, um, and do well with all that. And we're, we're looking to, um, as I said, get into 300 different uh, communities across the country uh, and commit to reducing the poverty rate by at least 10% in a decade. So we're raising funds to, to do research on how do we influence these poverty rates. It's one thing to set up circles and help families and support groups. It's another thing to influence the economic development direction. I've been on the board of a group here in New Mexico that uh, consults on economic development for the last six years. And I can tell you that most communities are not up to date on their economic development strategies. 
the economy is changing rapidly. In the next 15 to 20 years, uh, it's going to look like science fiction out there, and people need to be prepared for that. So if we're going to reduce poverty rates, we're going to have to be smart about economics and where the economy is heading. And I think the third thing that uh, we want to do is, of course, eliminate this cliff effect. We're raising funds to be able to educate um, and and build out calculators across the country so that individuals don't get caught surprised when they start making more money, but can rather plan for these changes, even while you know the federal government and state agencies fix the problem. Before they fix it, people still have to deal with it. So we want to help people out with that. So those three areas, um, expansion, uh, which includes the video work and uh, the research and the cliff effect barrier, getting rid of it, those are three things that people can contribute to right now if they want to through the, our website and getting involved with the Everyday Heroes program. Now, if people are listening from who already have a uh, chapter in their own community, you know, there are so many ways to get involved, but but uh, of course, one is financially. The second is to volunteer. And there are opportunities that range from being an ally, which is working directly with a family, to helping with the meals or helping with resumes or helping with uh, social media. There's a hundred different volunteer opportunities in any Circles program. So uh, people can go online to Circles USA and find out if there's a chapter in their own community um, and get involved in any way that they want to. Well, thank you for joining us, Scott, and everybody that's listening. I hope you share this this show with people because there's so many people out there that don't know there is a solution to poverty. Maybe they're experiencing poverty, and, and it would break my heart if there was a chapter in their community and they didn't know. It would break my heart if you had a chapter in your community and you didn't know that you could go volunteer in such a, a hands-on, meaningful way. And and that's one just one of the reasons I've come to, to love circles because there's very few things you can do that you can say, wow, you know, we're not just... I don't want to say just because it's incredibly honorable to help provide food to people that are hungry and clothing and take care of those needs. But as, as Scott mentioned, there's so many people that are treating the symptoms and, and Circles USA, I always tell people they crack the code. <laughs> they know how to actually get people out of, out of poverty. And what it's going to take is good, generous people to help get that cliff effect calculator built out and, the, and supporting the Everyday Heroes campaign and volunteers and communities getting involved and wanting to transform their community and build their community into a thriving community. And I would be remiss, Scott, if I didn't share with people, we, I, I'll tell you guys, we were talking to the producer here earlier, we couldn't get Scott on the piano here because it wouldn't go through, but I want to have him back. Besides the Until It's Gone Circle Story and the upcoming uh, Bootstraps and Benefits, he has a new book coming out, Transformational Heart, that we're going to be able to get, uh, share with you on uh, hopefully the next show. Scott, you want to come back and talk about Transformational Heart and some of the leadership work you're doing? Yeah, be happy to. That would be great. And uh, guys, we'll, we'll be ready to play some clips and some of the piano and share a little bit about what he's doing with his music and photography and art. And you can go to uh, Scott Miller. Is it Scott C. Miller or Scott Miller? I can't remember. ScottLTD.com. ScottMillerLTD.com. ScottMillerLTD.com. And you'll be able to uh, see some of the art and some of the other things we'll be talking on the next show. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Renegade Nation. This has been Thank up, you, Chris. This has been Up Close. With Chris Tinney, I hope you join me next week. Same time, more shows during the week. Things always happen in here. Go to ChrisTinney.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-N-E-Y.com. <laughs>